Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports. Right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We're going to get into all kinds of stuff. NBA. Something happened last night for the first time ever. Who cares? Why are these doughboys able to play great basketball? Got a bunch of dad bods ruling the league. Luca, Doncic, Nikola, Jokic. Come on, man. What happened to the athletes? Why are a bunch of fat guys out there ruling the league? So you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling. I'm telling you there's a chance, Jared. The comeback tour starts if those, today. If, if those doughboys can dominate the league, so can we. <laughs> Thunder, not bad so far. It's kind of fun not to have to worry about the tanking in, in weird ways. I mean, I don't know if we're worried about a title yet, but at least it's not getting mad at wins. And also, don't look now. There's a team out there that is playing like they hoped they would. See if you can figure out who that is. High school hoops. We talked about it yesterday. Who was the team in the Paragon Network? Who was the team of the pre-Christmas break schedule? Who's ready to play better? Who's ready to take off after Christmas? How many state tournament teams do you think we'll have? College football. Man. If anybody in the quarterback portal was worried about coming to OSU because of Garrett Rangale, I don't think they still are. I don't I don't think that job was sewed up last night by any stretch of the imagination. OSU fans, what'd you see? Are are you, is there anything to be happy about moving forward? We talked yesterday. What do you want to see to to kind of springboard you into spring football and then to twenty twenty three? Did you see that last night? I don't know. If it was up to you, Jared, would you have a quarterback in the portal? And then what's next? What, what are we looking for next for the Pokes? 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We'll talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, there are a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to KADSAM.com, download the app. The app's got it all. Radio, Penny News, brand new edition of the Penny News. Hit the website last night at midnight, thepennynews.com. Big Elk and Paragon TV will be in full force coming up next Tuesday, a week from yesterday. Man, from there, it is wall-to-wall hoops for about two and a half months. Skinny on Sports Podcast, KADS. AM or iTunes. iTunes got the old ones. We can't figure out a way to let them update us. 
because they're not being very nice. They're being Grinches. Yeah. I've got another question for you after we get past this. KADSAM.com. How are you, Jared? I'm good. Have you seen, did I show you yesterday the video I found on TikTok? Uh, Speaking of Grinch. Wait a minute, you're on TikTok? No, somebody tweeted a TikTok. I got you. The heading of the TikTok was, I told my kids to behave or the Grinch would show up. Mm. Did you see that one? No. Okay, so let me set the scene. It's obviously the mother with her phone in the air videoing what's about to happen. Okay. There are three small children. I would guess the oldest would be five down to two or three. Okay. So the video starts with the doorbell ringing. And it, the the young it's a young female child, is it okay to say that? Female? We'll see why not. Okay. So the young girl goes to the door, opens the door, and then dad busts in in a full Grinch costume. This little girl answers the door, looks up, screams bloody murder, turns around, and tackles her little brother to the ground. Ah! Like, I don't know if it's protecting him or saving her own life in her mind. (laughs) There's another little one over on the couch as the Grinch plows through the living room, starts to put presents in his sack. The other little child, screaming and crying, runs straight toward the camera. Oh, no. As the Grinch steals presents, goes back, and they've got, you know, those little wobbly Santas? It's like aired up. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah. mows it down and runs back out. Oh, no. <laughs> You've got to see this video. Do you think at any point the gr- or the, the parents are like right in the middle of all that thinking this was a bad idea? So Carson, These kids are traumatized. So Carson Cunningham of uh, KOCO Channel 5. That's how I saw it because he retweeted this video, and he his only statement was next year's present therapy. Yeah. Now you've got. I've it, seen one similar. Um, look it up. Type in Carson Cunningham okay. to your Twitter. I, I've seen one similar on on Twitter on. Uh, I think Barstool Sports retweeted it, and it is where Santa shows up. And the kid's like, yay, Santa! And then right behind him is the Grinch. The Grinch. And those kids, they start screaming and they scatter. And the, it looked like a, it, like, it, you know, the video's real chaotic. And um, Santa goes and tackles the Grinch. And it looked like they were getting in like a WWE fight. And, oh, really? and the kids were freaking out. They ran underneath the, there's a piano. They ran underneath the piano. And they're, like duck and covering like it was a nuclear bomber. So they were freaking <laughs> out and in the title was these kids are traumatized. Like this is this went south in a in a real hurry. <laughs> okay. I I didn't listen to it. So I I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to listen. I don't feel covered. I mean there's little kids. Right. But look it up. Look right, up I'll, and I'll, scroll I'll way up. down. Now listen, I want to hear your I want to see your reaction because I, I tried to explain what was going on. Yeah. But until you see the horror on this little girl's face and the way she just like tackles her brother and just the vigor that this <laughs> dad had being the Grinch, you're not going to get it until you see it. I want to see your, I want to hear 
and the audience wants to hear your reaction to this video. All right, I'm scrolling. I'm yeah, looking. It's from yesterday. He's tweeted a lot. Yeah, he has. I mean, well, he's, I mean, he's, sports he's, he's clearly an OSU fan. Covering the OSU stuff. Yeah. Which we will get to as well. We will, but I want to hear your reaction to the Grinch video. All right, I'm, I'm looking. Oh, man. This guy, is, does he get any work done? Where are you at? Uh, I mean, he reposts a lot of gifts. Uh, we got uh, go past the OSU. What, what day? Yesterday? It's said? yesterday. Go past the OSU and okay. Patriot. All homie. right, we got it. All right, hang on. Oh, oh, he does tackle. Okay, just restarting. And, oh, <laughs> she didn't mean the tackle her. Oh, I think she did. She, I, hang on. <laughs> no, there he is. No. Oh no! Oh, that poor boy. Uh, whoa, he's. <laughs> Wow. Don't tell me that wasn't funny. Oh, man. Okay, let's. There's no way they cuss. It's a little kids. Oh, no. It's little kids. Let's. Just you watch have, it. You know, they play it on a loop, you know. If you haven't seen it. So it starts with this wood floor or laminate floor. Oh, those poor kids. There's a there's a kind of a shaky Santa over beside the door. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's Jack from. Uh, oh, that's what it is. It the, is Jack. Yeah, from. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, well, guess what? It's not a it's not a kind house, and here's what happens. Oh, there's music? Yeah. <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, my God, it's so great. You really are. <laughs> You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. That's all the oh, children no. running and screaming. And the mother goes, I told you the Grinch was coming. Oh, no. And the caption to that TikTok was, I've been telling them for weeks, if they don't behave, the Grinch will come. Oh, and she's proud of it, too. She's and the Grinch did come. LOL in it real hard. That's- and just destroyed the house. Man, it's a nice form tackle with the sister taking down <laughs> brother there. I mean, it's that looked screaming. like a, a, a special teams tackle on on a punt returner. Yeah, like it, like it, she timed it just it's right. It's such a good tackle that if you were watching this in the film room, it would be reversed over and over. This is how you do it. Yeah, this is how she you didn't do lead it. with her head. She wrapped up high, took him down. There's no Derwin James controversy no. here. She didn't just put her head in his head. Great in his chest. Great tackle. Poor execution by the parents. I would not advise doing this. This was a bad idea. It looked like he was about to tackle the tree. <coughs> oh, yeah. Kind of swiped at it. So, as we, the group of people I was with last night, it was my mother's birthday last night. Happy birthday, Mom. Oh, happy birthday. Aunt Dina's birthday yesterday. Man, what's with all the birthdays uh, around Christmas Rick Marr. time? You know Rick Marr at all? I feel like I should. Rick Marr's birthday yesterday. Well, my boy Trey, he, his birthday was on Christmas Day, and I always forget. Oh, sorry, Trey. I, felt, I feel so uh, Sorry, bad Trey, we're celebrating year. Jesus. That's what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> I t- we kind of forget you in the in, in the deal. I text him on Monday and said, Do, uh, does it get old that everyone forgets your birthday on this on Christmas Day? Like myself, I you, feel bad about it. You got it. a decently famous birthday. He said he's used to it. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of birthdays happening right now. Anywho. So I was trying to explain this video, and then somebody else I was with said, I've seen one similar for a great idea. I was like, oh, yeah, what's that? He said, well, next year for Christmas, if you're worried about your child acting up, wrap 
just boxes. Yeah. And then fire them into the fireplace yep. if they're being mean. Have you seen yep. Have you heard this? Yep. <laughs> I mean, that is hilarious. Yep. I've seen that. I need a fireplace <laughs> just for that. We got one. For that and that only. So you could look at, oh, yeah, James, how you feel about this? There goes one of your presents. She might punch me. She might punch yeah, you probably should me. Katie start would Katie. cry. Katie would, she would look at me so, and tear up. But if James might, she she won't cry. She'll just look at you and get that scowl on her face. So if you're going to do this, what reaction are you looking for that satisfies you as a parent? Is it cry? I don't know if it's- It's surely not, not punching the not, nose. It's not going to satisfy me to watch my kids get traumatized. I don't think there's any reaction I'd be looking for that's going to- there's jokes and then there's crossing the line. This is, was is this great? was a little bit crossing <laughs> the line. The Throwing fake presents in the fire <laughs> is crossing the line. Do you kids think are so? nine and six. That they would that would they would be, man. I remember hey. dad. Shape Christmas up. is supposed to be well. Fortunately, my kids are. Is it is it too much little turds where I it, don't have to worry? Is about it too this. much Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> you know the first of that. Uh, yeah, it's man a little bit too much. A little bit, a little bit. Trying to think if I've done anything like this to try to whip him into shape. You know, the, the the most we could ever do is say, "Hey, the elves are watching." Yeah, guess you what? Know, the elves are uh, going to report, and they're really good around this time of year because we always like if they don't get out of bed in the morning. Hey, uh, you want to go find those elves? And they're boom, they're up. Yeah, maybe maybe the Grinch need to show up in like May. Yeah, Christmas in July, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that video is hilarious. If you haven't seen it. If you don't think about the ramifications for the children's lives moving forward, it's pretty funny. Speaking of crossing the line, do you think this did? Earlier, and with the portal now, staff changes happened earlier and earlier in the year. Um, you haven't made any tier staff yet to anticipate that happening between now and now. I can't. I, I'm, you're, you're moving the mind. So staff changes are starting to happen earlier and earlier now with the portal. Um, being a thing, do you, do you anticipate making, making any changes to your staff for now next season? Do you think I would have, tell you if I was making staff changes? No, but I have well, to Then ask. why would you ask? Because I have to. It's my job. Okay, well, I might have to cut you out. I mean, don't be an ass. Really? I mean, those, those people's lives, man. It's people's families, right? Okay, don't mess with people's families. Let's do this the right way. You with me on this? Interesting question. He was asking if he's going to make some staff changes. Mike Gundy, after last night's loss to to Wisconsin. Right. And Mike Gundy handled it as Mike Gundy has handled the media forever. Basically, you don't deserve to know. I'll tell you when I tell you. Two questions here. One, was that question warranted in that setting? You heard the reporter say, it's my job to ask this question. Mm -hmm. And we've heard right here on these airwaves rumors of coaching changes and, and staff flipping around. So in that setting, is that an appropriate question to ask? Um, the way he made it sound is that he said that he had to ask, like as if he was instructed to ask, like by a higher up. I don't know who that was. Marshall Scott. Who's he work for? 
trying to figure that out. I just he just tweeted a he just tweeted, "Hey everyone, by now you might have seen an exchange I had with Mike Gundy yesterday. I understand his unwillingness to speak on the topic, and I hope in time he understands I was just trying to do my job and asking the question." Now I think that's listen. I'm going to be a little biased because we're in the media. Sure, and it is his job to ask that question. And now I'm asking if he if was he instructed, and we'll probably never know if he was instructed to ask that question. But it is his job because that's that is what he is paid to do is ask those tough questions. And all Mike has to do, and I get it, he can be offended by it. I totally get his side of it too, uh, as far as these are people's lives we're talking about, their livelihood, you know, whether or not someone's gonna have a job the next day. I get that, but he has to kind of be respectful and and you know be a man and just say no comment you don't have to like the question but you don't have to answer it either you can just say no comment you don't have to call the reporter um a bad word i don't want to repeat it he's Um, the owner and writer of at pistol guys does that change your opinion never even heard of that oh that's so but i think the when he says i have to ask he's kind of like for my readers, for my fans, for the OSU fans? Yeah, that, and he's like, as a media member, you know, if he doesn't ask, somebody else probably was. But At some it, point, I don't know if last night, That's I know what you're asking, if, if last night was the appropriate time when they had just lost a bowl game and wrapped up a disappointing season, was that the time to ask that question? But he kind of... You know, he had uh, he had a preface saying, you know, staff changes are happening earlier and earlier in the year. So he's just trying to get ahead of it before it happens and asking, you know. But again, I think it could have been handled better. And I get Mike was was frustrated after a loss and frustrated with the whole, you know, situation that it was thrown on him with players leaving. And he had to put together a team that, that actually competed last night, in my opinion. And they still came out on the losing end. But. I think he could have handled it better by just saying no comment or next question. Do you think because he was Marshall Scott of at pistol firing guy, did he get treated that way? Maybe a little bit. A little bit. We would get treated the same way. We're small market, small market dude. That's what I'm saying. You know, if it, it was Dean asking the question or – Carson Cunningham, he works for KOCO, I believe, right? Or you know, somebody like that. It he might they might have not have gotten that answer just like that, but they might not have gotten the answer. They probably would have got what I would said, like a little bit different. Like, little hey, bit, like, like, Dean, like, I'm like gonna, hey, we're not going to answer that. We're not going to talk about that right now. Next question. That's and all, and it was clearly know. the it was clearly the end because the very next thing that happened was hey, this has been Oklahoma State, blah blah blah, and they walk off stage left. Right. This is a great question on the text line. If it didn't happen last night, when is the time to ask it? Yeah. Because it, of the off season coming up. I, that's kind of what I was – yeah, because it happens so, so how We, we so, might hear today or tomorrow about changes. And that's right. I mean, Mike Gundy's MO has always been staff changes happen after either the bowl game or – signing day right i mean Mm -hmm. it it seems like he's followed that protocol his entire career but i i don't have a problem with it being asked i wish it wouldn't have been the very last question because it's almost like everybody tippy-toed around the subject 
Yeah, and then the, finally, the Marshall in the room. Finally, Marshall Scott from at Pistols Firing Guy was the one to say it. Where the hell is everybody else? Where, where's I, it, Dylan Buckingham? I know he was there. Yeah, from KFOR. Where's he? The one asking this question. He's talking on the radio right now, probably about this, and and probably offended at the way that Mike Gundy answered the question. Well, then you, you ask it. it. Yeah. Where is everybody at? Makes you wonder before they walk in the room, are all the reporters looking at each other? Are you going to ask the question? Or are you going to ask that question? What are you going to ask him? I'm going to ask him this. What are you going to ask him? Kudos to Marshall Scott for having the cojones to do it. Not- because it's something we've... Listen, how long ago was it that we heard Jim say, I've heard this and this and this. Marcus Arroyo who was the head coach at UNLV, used to be on the staff at OSU coming back. Kale Gundy. I mean, mm-hmm. just for that name alone, for the for the prospect and the idea that Kale Gundy might be on the staff at OSU, that question has to be asked. For what he for what that name means. We talked about yesterday with transfers of players with Bedlam. What about, I mean, Kale has been on the staff at OU for 22 years until this year and got fired, and now he's going to be the, now he's going to help his brother? How does that question not get asked? Hell, almost first. Yeah. And I understand Gundy's answer all at the same time. Hey, we'll let you know when we let you know. Right. But kudos to Marshall Scott for asking that question in that situation when nobody else would. Because The reason I, why I know nobody else would, because it was the last question of the press conference. Kudos to him. Yeah, again, Mike could have handled it better. And if it, and and if that's it, all, yeah, you know, I think if but, it was somebody but, but else to with threaten more, to say, I'll, I'm, I'll cut you off. That's that's bullcrap to me, man. But that's if somebody bull. if somebody else with higher esteem asks that question, I think you're I think he answers it in a totally different way and doesn't have to say, ah, I'm cutting you off. Because it's clear Marshall Scott is a peon. We don't even know what pistols firing guy is. Is it from that pistols firing blog? No, it's a different thing. Different thing? Okay. He's the owner and operator. He's the guy. A pistols firing blog. And then, of course, and then, of course, all the other, now, all of a sudden, they get this soundbite, they get this clip. When I say they, I mean the other reporters and the other media people, and they start firing out on, on social media. Trying to rub Gundy's nose in it. Well, then ask the question yourself. The ones that he knows who you are. Brett McMurphy is mad about what he did. I might have to get. Well, then ask the question. Because he ain't going to. Gundy ain't going to treat you like that. Try. Step up and ask. Instead of gumming on Twitter 12 hours later and trying to make Gundy this pariah 
for answering a question you didn't ask and didn't have the balls yep. to ask. What um what if Gundy he he is so um, they're not firing him, right? No. His job security is 100%. He's not going anywhere and does he know that and say like, I could say whatever I want up here. They're not going to fire me. I think it has Is he overconfident or too brass? Is that does that no. make sense? Uh, I know what you're saying. I mean, he's not going to. He's never going to get fired for answering a question in a press conference. I think he, of all the things, I think he's doing. I think he's trying to make a point to the elder statesman and the more important, if that's a thing, media people, by calling this poor guy out. But this poor guy was the one that 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 was able to ask the question, that that actually ask it from some blog that nobody reads except for. A couple OSU fans. It's incredible exchange. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of media members in this state that you will recognize their names, retweeting this with their disgust of the way Mike Gundy handled it. Well, guess what? If that's the way you feel, you ask that question, because you may not get treated that way. The same way poor Marshall Scott did. Hey, listen, maybe maybe Pistol's firing blog is a bigger deal than I think it is. I doubt it. It's certainly not the Oklahoman. It's certainly not News Channel 4 or 5 or 9. I, I, th- this just this upsets me to no end how these guys and these ladies in the media are going to act like this is the worst thing that's ever happened in their lives because they wouldn't ask that question and Mike Gundy call down some poor kid. Right. Anyhow, yeah. that's what happened after the game. On the field, man, I mean, what happened? Did anything happen that, that you thought, hmm, this looks good? This is this is promising for OSU next year. Was there any of that? Well, I mean, they hung around um, when they went up seven three. You know, they got that interception in the end zone, and then and then very next play went and scored what eighty some yard. I guess we call it a screen pass, a little out route. But I thought, okay, this is what we're expecting. We're expecting a, a an OSU team, which we typically get in bowl games under Mike Gundy, that are going to come out fighting. Doesn't matter who it is, as long as they throw in the orange and black, you're going to get a good effort. But the then the offense became anemic, really, just bogged down, predictable at times on first and second down. I, I, I don't know if I want to throw blame at Dunn or if he's like, this is the guys I got, and I'm just trying to make it work. So I, at the end of the night, I think it was just that was pretty much expected, and it could have been worse, to be honest with you. I mean, you're – sugarcoating it as best i'm I mean, trying it's I mean, 24 to 7 going into the fourth quarter outside of stefan johnson getting loose for 84 yards on a screenplay i mean I, I maybe that was the thing that casey dunn was thinking you know what we can't block anybody our offensive line is hurt we don't have guys so let's get it out of garrett rangel's hand as fast as we possibly it's, can it looked like a lot yeah i mean it was screen screen run there was zero imagination 
And if I'm a quarterback out there in the portal looking at Oklahoma State, what are you thinking? I don't think you're scared at all of Garrett Rangel after last night. But are you scared? Are you are you waiting on these coaching changes that yeah. Marshall Scott hinted at? And, you know, those quarterbacks who are in the portal and considering OSU, could they also be thinking after watching last night, it's like, that's why Sanders left. Why would I go into that situation? Maybe. So it, does it – it's a good question. Does it require a change? Change in offensive philosophy? Again, sugarcoating, do they need a new offensive coordinator? Yeah, no, it's interesting because, I mean, the problem <clears throat> a lot of people think about that has happened in Oklahoma is the same problem that started at Oklahoma State, just on the other side of the ball. You know, the, the early Gundy times were littered with images of him on the sideline, back on the bench, drawing up plays in the dirt for the offense and not even knowing what's happening on the defense. It's exactly the opposite Norman right now with, with Venables. But this text hit the nail on the head, the last one. If you don't have a line to block, it doesn't matter. And that's why it felt to me like the offensive game plan was – Get rid of it as fast as you can. And Stephon Johnson made a play in the early part of that game. We took it 84 yards for a touchdown. And it worked that time. And after that, not even close. I mean, their offense was anemic. And that's and it has been over the since the Texas game. Since week eight against Texas. Oklahoma State hasn't scored 20 points since. That's now six straight games where OSU has not put up 20. When is the last time you could say that? You'd have to go way back. I can't think of it. I can't remember. But you'd have to Google it up. That is, it's been a, you'd always think of Oklahoma State. Sure, defensive problems, yeah. But they never had a problem scoring points. That's right. And never. Jeremy hits the head, and th- and this this is going to go back to what just happened last Wednesday with the sixty first best recruiting class. That it's does, the Jimmys and the Joes yeah. more than the X's and the O's, and that's exactly right. And especially up front, Joe Wickline always had guys that could block you. Always. And seemingly some other guys could block you if somebody got hurt. As it's gone away from him into the Charlie Dickies as the offensive line coach, Josh Henson even has a little bit of blame to this. There's not any depth on that O-line, and that goes back. You can portal however you want to portal, but the lifeblood and the bloodline of college football teams is the high school recruiting and it always will be last wednesday people wanted to poo poo it as much as they could about oh it doesn't mean as much because of the portal because you you can't get seven dudes in the portal on the o-line like you can recruit them and get them out of high school and develop them for depth 
Now, you can plug and play guys with the portal. That's obviously interesting. But like we said, or like I said, the portal is more the new JUCO, not the new recruiting. Recruiting high school athletes is still the bloodline of the program, the lifeblood of the program, of any program. You can't just be portal only. You can't get enough guys. For for depth, you can't do it. And OSU has failed miserably in the recruiting game for a team that has been so successful like they have. They should not ever be in the 60s with a high school recruiting class. Ever. You're talking about a top 20, maybe even top, if you go back a decade, maybe one of the 10 best programs in the country. And all they can do is recruit to number 61? And don't give me it's a small class. That's BS. It's not quality. But why? See, that's the question I wanted Marshall Scott to ask in that setting. Why are you the number 61 recruiting class? Yeah. Why do you have 14 guys committed or signed or whatever the number is? Why why won't you recruit to the level that you play? And I'm sure we'll get some sort of, uh, we develop guys, we only take our guys. We'll take more of them. Do better, Mike. Uh, that's the thing. Do better in recruiting. It's a joke the way they recruit for maybe and maybe that's the the hubris of Mike Gundy wanted to prove to us that he's so much smarter than us that he can recruit these little town guys that don't have anything but one or two stars by their name and turn them into a winner well how the hell did that work this year oops all of a sudden, now the 25-year-old guys aren't littered through your defense. How'd that defense play? Mm. Not a once-in-a-generation defense, was it? That's a question I wish they'd ask. Instead of staffing changes, those are going to happen no matter what. How about the fact that you don't recruit and don't even seem to care to recruit? If I was an OSU fan, I would be mad. I mean mad at what at, at where it feels like this program is headed. Because it doesn't feel like this program is anywhere near where it ought to be. And where it ought to be is on the very top rung of the ladder, waiting on Oklahoma and Texas to leave to go to the SEC and then being there to dominate what's left of the Big 12, which is going to be a pretty darn good conference and make playoff appearance after playoff appearance. And if you can catch lightning in a bottle, who knows what that means. Instead, it feels like this program is going backward fast. And there might be staff changes. Oh, I'm sure there will be. Uh, the way he answered that question, I don't think there's any doubt yeah. there's going to be step changes. Right. I think he answered it because he knows it's coming and he hates to do it, but he's going to have to do it. And and hopefully that's the first sign. But here's the problem. You know the one guy that's renowned on his staff for recruiting? Casey Dunn. Mm. 
So it's, maybe did, a demotion. He get reassigned, <laughs> yeah. you know, and somebody. We all listen. Everybody knows Kale can recruit, so maybe maybe Mike doesn't look at it as a loss if you can get Kale Gundy in there, start recruiting for you. And maybe that's the maybe that's the point of making that move. Is Gundy realizes Mike that is, man, we're behind in the recruiting game. Who's out there that recruit? Oh, you know who it is? My brother. Look at what he recruited OU all these years. Let's get him up here. And maybe that's maybe that's a change that's needed. If you're an OSU fan, you better hope so. It'll make Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners a lot more easier for him. They can finally talk football. <laughs> exactly. And can we stop playing football in baseball stadiums? The turf was horrible. That's, that's, I that's just ridiculous. was watching the, that picture of Rangel just falling down. There's up close shot of the end zone from Scott Wright. It's Not lumpy. Good. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't think the field would have helped OSU last night. Let's take a look at the old Skinny on Sports Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania standings. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Possum. The first name you see on the list oh. is Possum. <laughs> really? We can't do any better than losing a Possum? And Denny, Denny, Coach Gino, he's right there tied for first. Myself, William, Slade. Let's look at the McClure family standings. Where are they at? Oh, Curry and J-Mac tied. That's been fun to pick on J-Mac. When you look at the standing, you see his son ahead of him, his 12-year-old son beating him at the pick contest. Sooner fan Robin. Sooner fan won the winner of the regular season award. It's fallen behind. But here's the thing. This week, by the time we get back on Monday, the die will be cast. Because all the games almost will be played. I thought I made a huge blunder yesterday. I don't want to give out my secret, but I I have a formula for this. This bowl mania. And it worked. I clearly worked last year because I beat everybody down by many games. And I looked yesterday, not thinking about the live odds when Memphis was playing Utah State. Yeah. And I lost. I picked Utah State, and I, I have a valid reason. But when I looked at it, and it was, it was what, 24 to 3 at halftime? And I looked to check, like, man, did I mess this up that bad? And the first thing was Memphis minus 26 and a half. And I went, what did I do? How did I mess this up? But it was just the live, like, if you wanted to bet it at halftime. Gotcha. You know, it's live odds going, which, by the way, if you would have, you'd have won because I think it was 38 10 final. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, how did I mess this up? That like my for, how did I miss my formula this bad? And then I went back and looked at the beginning line, and as it turns out, I just the formula didn't work that game. You know what the formula is? I don't want to tell everybody. I'll wait till after I win. I think you've hinted at it. I have told I have actually you've told said me this. off air. But- like for instance, if you look at your picks right now and you compare it with what the line is currently. Mm-hmm. Because you know our this the game the the lines don't change whatever 
the opening line is, that's what it's stuck with. I'm just going to give everyone what should be a free winner. And if you don't change your pick, that's fine. But don't come crying to me when you lose. In the LSU game, there you have to pick LSU. Okay. You have to. Because in our game, the line is, what, minus five and a half, I think. The opening line for LSU, whoever they play. The current Vegas line, you'd have to give up two touchdowns and the hook with LSU. So you're getting nine points of value. So everyone, switch your pick right now to LSU. No matter what you think about the teams, it doesn't make any difference. Take your heart and your brain, your analytic brain out of it as far as what you think of LSU. You're getting nine points of value. You have to take LSU. Why can't I find that game? It's toward the end. Have you found it? Oh, well, I'm good to go then. You have to take LSU. Yeah. And that's that. That's the secret. That's the freebie right there for you. That's the secret. Of the, yeah, LSU versus Purdue. In our game, LSU is minus five and a half. In real life, LSU is minus 14 and a half. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all. Trust me, Utah State, I gained three points of value yesterday with Utah State. Guess what? It was a loser. It doesn't happen. It's not a fail-proof system. But I will assure you, you win more than you lose. For instance, Buffalo. Did you have Buffalo or Georgia Southern? I'm looking. I had Georgia Southern. Hmm. See, Buffalo went off as a favorite in real life. There was another one like that. By the way, I just saw uh, Wake Forest. You see Wake Forest quarterback? You see where he's headed? Yep. Look out. Look out for Notre Dame next year. That could be a that'll be a chic pick to see who's in the playoff. Notre Dame. Sam Hartman's a stud. All right, Jared. Yeah, he'll be in a more competent situation. Not that Wake Forest Wake Forest is going to be Wake Forest in the ACC. Sometimes it doesn't matter who's taking the snaps, but now that he'll be in a better situation um, offensively. A lot more studs around him. Telling you right now, watch out for. I mean, Notre Dame's going to be one of those teams that everybody's going to be looking at as a potential playoff team. Who is your team of the pre-Christmas break schedule in the Paragon Network for basketball? Uh yeah. Put some thought into this. I think Merritt Girls. I me. do too. Yeah, I thought. I just knew you were going to say Lady Boys because <clears throat> they're undefeated and won the five county. Well, I think that was expected. It could have been expected. If you're looking at that beforehand and then going, okay, yeah, I could see Leedy taking that path and, and getting the championship there. But Merritt Girls, what they had to go through and who they had to go through, they went through Canute, they avenged a loss, and then they went up against one of the favorites in all of Class B in Hammond and got the win. So 
they look good early. They've played just a handful of games as compared to these others. But looking at um, what Coach Doherty's doing, how he rotates them in, and not just out of like necessity, out of that's the game plan, and the girls that he puts in is still contributing. They're gonna, they're going to be a tough tough team to beat if they could stay healthy, remain consistent, and and, um, and all of that. And when they get to the playoffs, they could be really really tough to beat. Their schedule's favorable. I like them a lot. So I, I think right now it's they look like the most impressive team to me uh, here first part of the season. Yeah, to me the. In the, in the smaller schools in our in our schools, obviously uh, Hollis is outside of the five county tournament, so there, there's a chance for it to be Hollis there. But Hollis, notwithstanding, I mean, to me, there's two choices, and that's who won the five county, boys or girls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I could not agree more. And here, for a lot of the same reasons you said, Merritt's four and one. It shows five and one, but it also has them beaten Hammond twice in the same game. But in that five county, one, they avenged the opening season loss to uh, Canute, and then they handed Canute and Hammond their first losses of the year. Both those teams came in undefeated to that five-county tournament, and Merritt beat them both. And Merritt beat them both in close games. That shows you a little bit. Chloe Stout, obviously, with the three against Hammond that, that sealed the deal in the championship game. You know, that Canute game is wild. Canute looked like they're going to run away in that first quarter. Merritt, Coach Doherty switched defenses, started playing more man-to-man and, and pressing versus just his zone. And all of a sudden, at halftime, if you if you turn that game off after the first quarter, flipped it back on at halftime, you're going, what just happened? This looked like a Canute runaway, and all of a sudden, Merritt's ahead. I couldn't agree more. I, I think it's Merritt with, with Leedy right behind. Obviously, the Hammond girls are right there as well. But that's expected. I mean, when you have yeah, I mean, Leedy boys, they were kind of down last year. Still made a run. I mean, they they recovered state nicely. Tournament state tournament team, and then and they got Lance Carpenter calling the shots. He had a lot of those guys returning. They have a deep bench, and th- so I think preseason is like okay, Leedy boys will be all right. Hammond girls are going to be really good, and they I, are. I and wonder if in the history of the five county, a team has gone from not making it to Saturday to winning the tournament the next year. That's what Leedy did. Yeah. Because remember a year ago, they didn't make it to Saturday. Yeah, we were scratching our heads like, what? But they were hurt. They were yeah. sick. And, yeah. And then obviously they got healthy, and next thing you know, they're back in the state tournament. Who do you think's ready to go? Who do you think's that team that's ready, team or teams that's ready to take off and really start winning a bunch of games and being good? Well, when we were looking through rankings, I mentioned them. Arapo Butler. Um, they have three losses, one to – on the boys' side. On the boys' side. Rappo Butler boys. They had one to Fort Cobb, which, listen, a lot of people lose to Fort Cobb. Undefeated Class B, number one. Right. And then the other two were were one in overtime, I believe, and without looking. In, in Burns flat. Burns flat in overtime. And then Sentinel by uh, one. one. I mean, they're that right there to being just a one-loss team. So, I think... And again, I, I take in a lot of what I've seen with my own eyes, and I've seen Arapo Butler more than once already this season with my own eyes. Coach Rogers is a real good coach. They got good players like Landon Donaldson, uh, great handle, uh, Desmond Lady. Um, I'm just going off the top of my head. A lot of great player, good players on that team, capable players that are running and, and are bought into what Coach Rogers has always done since he's gotten the job. 
I can see them really taking off and having a nice January. They host a tournament, the Western Equipment. Uh, they can compete at the West Central. They'll be challenged. I think the Calumet will be in there challenging them. Of course, Canute boys. But um, I, I think the hardest part with – in fact, I think I had that pulled I've got up. the Western Equipment right here. Well, I'm at the uh, Rapo schedule. Here we go. Uh, at Mountain View might be a tough one. They host Calumet. At Hinton, have you seen Hinton? Boys, uh, they beat they beat Merritt, Merritt. didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And I'll they, see them. They host Eric. They host Leedy. I'll take that back. They got some tough ones left, but I could really see them make a real strong push. Western Equipment has uh, Ampo, which is what in Class B, uh, Class Two A. How ranked? That's shocking, isn't it? Yeah, who they got? They have Cheyenne. Well, they play Lakiva Sickles. In the Western Equipment? Mm-hmm. They've got Cheyenne first, Lakiva Sickles or Snyder. You got the right year? January 6th through 8th, 2022. Uh-oh, I'm behind. Yeah, they opened with Lakiva Sickles. What in the world? Hello. Hey, get it updated on your own website. That's where I got it. I do, too. Which, uh, from Rappo Butler? Yeah. yeah. Download file now. 2023. Well, wait a minute. They'll either get Snyder or Ampo. Sarah and Cheyenne on the other side. Cordell and Southwest Covenant are, are on the other side. Yeah, they got a nice... I think they can handle that tournament oh, just fine. That's possible. I even oh, got the West Central this year. Yeah, West Central's there. But yeah, yeah Arapo Butler's my answer. Let's say, wait a minute. I was thinking, why isn't Arapo the number one seed in the boys? It turns out they are, they as are. they should be. They are. What about you? Who do you see? I'm going to stay in Arapo, but I'm going to go on the other side. Girls. Okay. They've been. It's, it's funny you say that. They've but, been on the doorstep of getting into that state tournament since Katie Edlin's been playing. Just almost there, not quite. I'm anxious to see if they can kind of take off. Lakeba Sickles is a top five team in Class B, would be the second round game in the Western Equipment. Then obviously Ampo is top, what, two or three in 2A? I'm I'd have to look. Go ahead. Hang on, I'm looking at the boys. Let me get the girls up. Yeah, three. That's a great chance to really get going. And not only get going, but solidify yourself inside that top eight to make whatever easier road you can make to the state tournament. I'm, I'm looking for them to, to be the team. And it's centered around her. It's centered around Katie Edlin. And if there's a player out here that deserves, a, with her career and, and the accomplishments she's had, that deserves to step foot on the floor in the big house that hasn't gotten to yet, to me it's her. You know, yeah, Kylie, I agree. Kylie's been there, and and Butler as freshman. You know who else is it? Gore, Riley Gore's been there as a as a freshman at Leedy. Katie Edlin deserves to play on that floor with the career she's had, and hopefully she can get the Lady Indians to it, and they have a great chance to just kind of springboard themselves that way, coming out of the uh, Christmas break. Yeah, I, I'll I'll jump on board with that. How many make the state tournament? Five. Whoa. Yeah, I talked myself, originally four, and then I talked myself into five. 
Merrick girls, Canute girls, Rappo girls and boys, Hammond girls. No leady boys. Oh man, six. <laughs> well, we said it earlier, we think it's going to be a lot, right? Have you ever heard Will do Harry Carey? Uh, I don't think I have. Dude. I can imagine it's good. Listen, though. as I mean, he's been a lifelong Cub fan. Yeah. Will does Harry Carey better than Harry Carey does Harry Carey. Even better than Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey? Oh, maybe. <laughs> He's had years. It's a simple question. Would you eat the moon if he, it was made of spare ribs? <laughs> I thought it was cheese. 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 That's right. No, he, I'd eat it with a nice He's cold had butt 35 butt. years of practice watching WGN games at his own house trying to emulate Harry Carey. He's incredible at it. I remember when I was a kid, you know, WGN, everybody had WGN. And, you know, summertime, you're either watching the Braves on TBS or the Cubbies on WGN. Or the White Sox. Or the White Sox. And I'm watching a Cubs game. Again, I'm a kid, mid-90s. And um, and I remember it occurred to me, this guy sounds off. <laughs> Harry Carey, that is. And I asked, my, my mom was just like, Mom, what's wrong with him? And she just bluntly said, he's drunk, honey. Yeah, well. <laughs> At the end of the day, she's right. <laughs> uh, That's and I, what and I was like, that just opened up a whole other. Uh, well, why can is he drunk? Of, what's he like, doing? I was like, what's you know? I'm like what's drunk? fifth grade, drunk. What what's that? And, <laughs> and she was like, oh goodness, what did I say? <laughs> what did she say? Did she start answering those I was questions? Like, oh, he, he drank too much beer. <laughs> Afraid it might have been liquor. It was not beer. Guy. Yeah, we all think we all knew that now. All right, so know last night, NBA, Luca, did you see the play at the end? Crazy. And it worked. Have to, a lot of times that doesn't work when you're trying to. Well, a lot of times the Knicks would just grab the rebound and the game would be over. Right. Instead, it bobbled around a couple times. Good on him. 60 20 10 triple double. First time that's ever happened. Insane. I mean, fat guys dominate in the league. No one's confusing Luca or, um, oh, what's our guy? Jokic. And being some sort of physical uh, specimen. But by golly, they're dominating the league. <laughs> Here's post game interview. Yes. <laughs> I need a beer or yeah. I need a post game beer or something I, like yeah. that. Because <laughs> he's beat up. I'm beat up. I mean, yeah. two things that Luca that bothers you one, he plays in Dallas. <laughs> two, he's such a whiner at the refs. I mean, it's constant. I mean, the other night when the Thunder played him, he got teed up for yelling at his own teammate. So how much do you think he, he yells at the refs in order to get teed up yelling at his own teammate? The refs just figure, hey, you're yelling at me. Here's your tee in the third quarter. Right. Thunder won last night, uh, four and three in their seven-game homestand, a couple games on the road and then back at home. End up with like 11 out of 13 at home. Playing great. Look out, Jared. Look out. Look out. There is one team in the NBA that's going to annoy everybody that they're good. And by the way, they're good. Who's that? Who do you think? Who do you think I'm talking about? Well, it's not the Lakers. It's not the Lakers. Not the Lakers. Not uh. Well, it's not the Knicks. They lost. I don't know. Who is it? Same town. Uh, Brooklyn. The Nets. The Nets are good. I think they won nine in a row. Let me ask you the question, Jared. And it's, it's a question nobody wants to hear the answer to when I tell them. 
Who's the best player in the NBA? Currently? Who isn't? It's okay. You I, th- can say I think it. you're going to want me to say Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA. And it's okay. It's okay to say it. Would you take, I mean, I, I'm not telling you I'd take him over uh, Giannis just because Giannis is such a specimen. But Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA. Again. And look out for the Nets. Ben Simmons has figured it out. Kyrie, we're not griping about him not taking the vaccine anymore. Probably because it's killing people. Whoops. Whoa. Whoa. Hot take. The Nets are good. And this is the Nets that everybody wanted to see. I think everybody expected to see. Ah, did you? When it was put together. Did you? Nobody trusted Ben Simmons like I did. Let's be honest. I loved it. No, I'm a, I'm at pre-Ben Simmons with Kyrie. and. Yeah, but with Ben Simmons, it's a different deal. Sure. Here you go. Nets make a couple trades, and they're in the finals. What trades? Why, why mix it up? That's a great question. I, I'd love to know what trades. And that's, I'm not disagreeing necessarily. But man, it, it, it makes a difference in Joe Harris is playing instead of hurt. Fireball and three point shooting guy that can just sit out there. Kyrie, love him or hate him, he's a hell of a player. And you got the best player in the league. I want, to th- I want you to think about that. We're going to close with this. Two things for tomorrow. One, what's going on right now all over the world? Returning Christmas presents. Oh, yeah. So I want everybody out there to think about, for your team, what would you return if you could? Uh, Like any team? Whatever your team is. Okay. What would you return? If you're able to just make a swap, just return something. Do what I need the be? receipt? Because I you sometimes don't you listen. Lose. You get you store credit or or you don't have any part. You don't you don't <laughs> even have the receipt. I mean, if you want to bring it, you can. I don't think Presty's going to give you the receipt on Josh Giddy if that's what you want to do. No, no, no. I'm just saying you don't have the receipt. That's one and two. I can't remember what I was going to say. It just flipped out of get, my like, head. Store credit. In this case, a couple oh, seats to a game. I know what it was. Number two. What happens if in 2016 the Thunder trade Russell Westbrook? Oh, yeah. What if? A couple questions I want you to answer tomorrow. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.